0: Hey friends, Ms. Jazz is here, and welcome to Scripture Time to feed your soul. Hey there, in the last episode, which was part four of my story, I shared with you about how God was ever present in my neighborhood and in the community in which I was raised. And I shared how this community had a split personality. One side of the community was filled with promise and hope, and the other side was filled with darkness and despair. Something else that I can recall about that neighborhood is... a. Uh, particularly that street, is that it was sandwiched between a beer brewery company on the south side and a prostitution ring on the north side. When I think back, this hood was like no other. So, if you haven't already done so, check out part four of my story. So, During my middle school years, I continued to attend church and um, youth activities. In my eighth grade algebra class, there was a classmate that was like an evangelist. She would talk to the other classmates and give them Bible tracts. And she reminded me of the Jehovah Witnesses that used to come to the house And on Sundays and pass out their literature, which was usually a magazine called The Watchtower. But my classmate at school was different because she talked about Jesus. And one day she gave me a brand new paperback Bible. It was called The Living Bible. It appeared to be a different version of the King James Holy Bible, but it was much easier to read and understand. So I began to read this Bible, starting with the creation story in the book of Genesis. And so I found it to be pretty interesting. When I got to Genesis chapter 4, I was surprised to discover that Adam and Eve had sexual intercourse with each other. And it even said it in the Bible. The King James Bible did not give me that kind of clarity like the Bible that I had received from my classmate. The language in the Living Bible was just straightforward And that's exactly what I needed, especially at my age. I was in middle school. In chapter 4 of the King James Bible, it stated that Adam and Eve, or that Adam knew Eve. And at that time, I didn't have a clue that the phrase meant sexual intercourse. Being able to read with better understanding sparked me to read the Bible, but it didn't last. By then, I had two Bibles, and they were both laid to rest on the shelf. There's a Bible verse that says, I will hide God's word in my heart so that I may not sin against him. That verse is found in the book of Psalm, chapter 119, verse 11. But at that time, I was more interested in talking on the phone and getting together with friends or going shopping, bowling, skating, or watching TV or going to the show, which is called the movies today. So back then, it was about me, all about me, and my will. And so, naturally, I had no interest in hiding God's word in my heart. But God would understand, because he's patient. Check out the book of Numbers, chapter 14, verse 18. Let me pause my story for now. But please join me next time for part six of my story. But before you go, I would like to invite you to know Jesus personally if you don't already know him. And if you already have a personal relationship with him, then you should know that there is still a lot more to learn about him as you love on him and obey God's word. But for those who have no personal affiliation with Jesus, I want you to know that you can have a relationship with him today. He already knows you, just like he knew me way before I existed or before I ever gave him a thought. He is the perfect son of God, the only son of God. And he died for me, you, and everyone else. Even though we didn't know or care to know him. And yet he died for us. Anyway, Jesus is the one who took the punishment for your sins and mine as he died on the cross. God also raised Jesus from the dead and he now lives in heaven. This means that you will never die but live in heaven forever. If you choose to believe in him, if you believe in Jesus and you believe in what he did for you, please repeat after me in prayer. Jesus, I believe you are the perfect son of God who loved me enough to take the punishment for my sins and die for me. I want you to come into my heart and soul and change me with a desire to live for you. I receive your gift of eternal life. I thank you for your saving grace that places me in the family of God. If you said that prayer with utmost sincerity, welcome to the family of God, which is also the body of Christ. To learn more about Jesus and how to grow in your relationship with him, check out the internet resources in my show notes. Peace and love to you, my friends. Talk to you soon.